And welcome back to Life MMA in the NBA. I'm your host, DJ San Marco, here coming to you solo on a Tuesday night to review UFC 261. Um, I was hoping, I think Nick uh, may be engaged in his studies. Will, Dr. Will, has been doing golf with his son, Kingston. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be some lean times, but uh, we'll make sure we get on some guests and uh, bring some motivated conversation to you here. And so I wanted to do a little bit of review on UFC 261, which I guess turned out to be a pretty incredible card. I've gone back and watched uh, some of the fights uh, because I was training for a major swim race. Uh, I'm training for long distance swim. I had a two two point four miler scheduled Saturday, which uh, predicted tornadoes and thunderstorms took out. So then they scheduled it for Sunday, and I showed up at the event on Sunday, and then they canceled because of uh, uh, high winds and rough seas. Actually, it was the right decision to make because it was rather. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, but anyway, it was uh, a really exciting uh, night of fights. Um, you know, Kamaro Usman and, and Jorge Masvidal, and uh, obviously uh, those of you that are MMA fanatics saw this. It was uh, Kamaro 19-1 uh, going up against the venerable Jorge Masvidal of 35-15. and 15. And um, it ended uh, with a KO punch at 102 of round two. And Masvidal surprised everybody. I think a lot of people were expecting a more, uh, a more wrestle-heavy uh, approach from uh, Masvidal. And they really didn't, didn't get that. Um, what they ended up getting was... Masvidal just sort of used his wrestling to feint and fake his way in there. He was, as everybody has said, the experts who really know this stuff a lot better than I do said uh, he was much more measured, much more patient. Uh, and he kind of struck his way into what he was trying to get to. Um, and then he was able to, uh, you know, like he didn't throw a lot of leg kicks George was throwing leg kicks at him, which I thought was pretty neat, pretty smart idea. And then ultimately, um, ultimately, uh, he was really able to set up that beautiful bunch punch with that check hook left, check left, left hook, and then coming almost straight down the pipe uh, with that straight right hand and just tagged him. And didn't look like to me somebody said that Jorge looked tense uh, I didn't think that Jorge looked tense to me I thought um, he was appropriate I thought he was he was mugging every time he got hit he was pretending like hey that didn't hurt me he was doing typical Jorge stuff he looked loosey-goosey he has such beautiful striking that it's almost amazing that a guy like um like Steven Wonderboy was able to piece him up because, you know, very few people can do that to, to Jorge. Um, his, his striking is so natural. I just love his style. I think uh, Jusef Formiga, who's a good friend of mine, has told me that he has the best striking at, um, 
at ATT. Uh, he's best. He kind of says like he's the best all-around fighter at ATT when you combine boxing, kickboxing, grappling, and that seems to be the case from what I can see. So um, I was very surprised. Uh, Camaro is really just a very driven type of an individual. He's improved his game in all the ways that you would want him to. I mean, if you're going to Henry Hooft, himself a former Dutch kickboxing great, you know that a guy is going to be able to smash with leg kicks. Um, it's going to be an attacking style. It's not all that different from the style that's used uh, down at um, uh, in Huntington Beach at um, by Rafael Cordero and company. Uh, but then when you take someone out of that and you have bring him to a guy who really knows how to uh, teach defense and the use of the hands and now you're when you when you are wrestling you're wrestling at over 5,000 feet altitude getting that cardio advantage um, it's it's really interesting it, it's very very impressive what um, what he's able to, what he's been able to do there and how he's improved his game um, you know you know, I always say, you know, never forget your wrestling. So, you know, if I were to, I mean, we can all sit here today and applaud. Um, we can all applaud, applaud Kamara Usman, and rightly so. And I, I love the guy. I love everything that he stands for. I love seeing him and his dad, who was incarcerated uh, wrongly, apparently, uh, which has happened to many, many uh, black folks in our country. Uh, black males in particular uh, have are the most aggrieved party when it comes to that uh, just like everything else that has to do with social justice uh, black males seem to, to definitely I shouldn't say seem to they take the brunt of it all unfortunately but um, I love seeing him his father back with him in the cage it was wonderful um, but if I'm going to try to just throw something out there that would be thought-provoking for people to think about relative to Kamara Usman. I would say, you know, that isn't a glad-handing, back-slapping, um, congratulatory take, which he deserves all of those. Again, I love the guy, and the guy's amazing. But if I were going to throw something out there for you to think about, I would say, I hope that the cautionary tale that's been told by other wrestlers who have gotten good at boxing and gotten that feeling of being able to knock somebody out. I'm hoping and praying that somebody like Kamaru doesn't fall into the trap that Tyron Woodley fell in, where he was getting out-wrestled by a jiu-jitsu guy from Brazil, uh, like Daniel Cormier uh, fell into. And, you know, maybe the most famous of them all. But there's there's others. You know, Koscheck, um, you know, several other guys that have done that. That have gotten to where they fell in love with their hands and they forgot their wrestling. I guess the most famous example would be the best wrestler. And that would be Joel Romero. And Joel, there's nobody in MMA that should be able to wrestle with Joel Romero. So, um, so anyway... Um, so yeah, I, that is the only thing I could see that could be a problem is that if Kamaro for some reason forgot about his wrestling, 
stopped threatening with the wrestling and then just absolutely fell in love with his hands and the, the idea of knocking people out. I don't think he will do that, but he might. It's possible. So I'm going to take a, a real quick break here on Life MMA and the NBA. We'll tweet out that link again and see if anybody else wants to join in and talk and hopefully uh, not be <laughs> a little wild and crazy like the last two that joined in. So we'll be right back on Life MMA and the NBA. people welcome back to life mma in the nba that is cherry oh baby from eric donaldson 20 jamaican classics man this is great great music man apple music has some dope 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 reggae so get up on that get some of that um anyway uh welcome back to the show uh we went over kamaro usman versus jorge masvidal um fantastic i guess i mean there was a lot of love i shouldn't say a lot of love there was a a mutual respect after the fight between masvidal and usman and that was really nice to see uh because there was a lot a lot of drama uh recently uh excuse me prior to the first fight and not not as much the second fight i think a lot of the build-up was prior to the first fight when they met in person and Kamaro Usman just quite simply is not a person to be trifled with, frankly. So, um, so that was fantastic. Let's move on to the second fight. And the second fight is Thug Rose Namayunas going up against uh, Zhang Wei Li uh, from China. And two fantastic fighters, which ended with a KO head kick at 118 of the first round. Um, so I just saw, so again, if you didn't hear earlier, I'll reiterate it, but I'm not bragging, but I had, was preparing for a swim race on Saturday, on Sunday. So Saturday night, I ended up, uh, just listening to an audio stream of the UFC. If anybody wants to know where that is, uh, message me on Twitter and I will, I'll tell you where it is. I mean, I'm sure the UFC knows about it. But anyway, so very, very uh, exciting to see the, the reaction. I've got to watch the whole thing with Dana and crying and Thug Rose and all that. I was a little upset pre-fight at the comments Rose was making about Wei Li. And we talked about it last week on the show. And I, I, I think now I, you know, kind of like Jed Mishu said, I think it's time to like soften up on that sort of an attitude because she's speaking from a place where she's not terribly educated about the topic. And therefore, she tried to find something, I guess, to get upset about. But 
what I meant to say, what I said on last week's show that stands today, and I think it's going to resonate with all of you, is this. Every fighter from whatever country it is, is expected to hold up the flag for their country. And in the same way that Zhang is, can be criticized because she's from a communist country in China, although far more capitalistic uh, and a huge trade partner with the United States like North Korea is not in Pyongyang, um, you can, in the same way that Rose cannot have an expectation that Zhang would be critical of her country is exactly the same as Zhang having any expectation that Rose would be critical of her country, despite the fact that I'm a proud American, I'm a veteran, I'm a patriot, all that kind of stuff, and I get very upset at how black people are treated in our country and people of color, etc. But I wouldn't go on an international stage and criticize America, just like Rose wouldn't, and just like Zhang Weili wouldn't, and just like Khabib wouldn't, and just like Randy Brown, who's Jamaican, wouldn't, or uh, or Leon Edwards, or name anybody from any country, or Valentina wouldn't relative to Kyrgyzstan. So Rose cannot have an expectation that to criticize somebody's country and their way of life any more than someone could expect Rose to be critical of the United States. Because you're not going to go on an international stage and do that, even if you are critical of your own country, which we all should be to some degree, uh, no matter what country you're from, whether you're from China or Russia or Brazil or, um, or Guatemala or wherever. Um, there's issues in every country that need to be spoken to, and ours is no different. But I would not criticize a fighter just because she's from a country, and perhaps you might have a perception that they should speak out about their country. Well, they have to live there, <laughs> you know. Uh, there may be things wrong in Dagestan, uh, but you're not going to hear Khabib criticize Dagestan. Uh, that would not be a good situation for him. There are things wrong in Chechnya, and you wouldn't hear Khabib be critical of Chechnya. Uh, even if he holds those personal feelings, I don't know that he does. So anyway, getting back to the fight, I, I just wanted to point that out, that it's unfair to expect a fighter to be critical of their own country or to criticize a fighter based on where they're from and bring up the politics of that fighter's country. That's not something we need. Hopefully Rose learned from that. She is, by all accounts, a wonderful, caring person. And, you know, put it this way, anybody who cares about the environment, uh, you're pretty much a friend of mine. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I pretty much, I, I hate to make blanket statements, but I care very much about the environment. Um... Anyway, fantastic job by Rose. I thought that Wei Li was going to tune up Rose's lead leg. Um, and obviously, she wasn't able to get together enough of those kicks in order to take out Rose's leg and, and, and uh, stifle her movement a little bit. I expect if Joanna gets back in there with Rose, 
I expect her to do that. Um, I don't think you can be uber duber successful with your hands, but Rose is quite long. Joanna is quite long. And I think getting to her legs is the best way to get to her. So that's what I would expect. Um, but fantastic job by Rose. Congratulations on her from wresting the title uh, away from Wei Li and, and bringing it back here to the United States. Um, that was phenomenal. She's a phenomenal fighter who has endured a lot. Um, I have pretty strong feelings about uh, her fight with Andrade and what Andrade does and what she may have done. So I'm pretty happy for Rose. Um, as far as Wei Li, I mean, Wei Li is going to be a box office smash for as long as she's in the sport, given her style. I don't know to the degree of what her wrestling is. I've heard differing accounts of her wrestling and grappling, but she is the kind of fighter that Dana White dreams about. Uh, somebody that can strike and, and hit with power the way that she does. And um, so I expect her to make a lot of noise. Uh, I just heard today, yesterday, yesterday maybe, that Tatiana is still injured. I think Cormier talked about it. And so therefore, um, I, I, you know, if, if Tatiana doesn't come back, I don't think that she'll shift the paradigm uh, the way that the way that um, that she would have, so um, you know that that I mean, you bring a wrestler like that into the fray, and now you've upset everybody. Everybody's going to go in there, and if you don't aren't able to land a certain amount of strikes, you're in deep trouble. So um, so anyway. Um, I think very exciting stuff. I don't know who Rose takes on next. I don't know why it wouldn't be Yin Jacek. I don't know who else you would put in her place. It looks like Nick is going to join us here in a second. And that being the case, um, uh, yeah, it looks like he's, let me see. Oh, here he goes. Okay. Let's see, is Kazono, we're bringing on the great, the great Nick Kazono. I've been waiting for, look, look at him, he has a mouth, he has a mouth full of <laughs> antipasto right now. He's probably eating like a, a marinated artichoke and he's going to, look at him, and he's, and he's going to come on the show with, with, with antipasta and mouth full of food. Look yeah. at him. No shame. No, no shame. shame. All right, Nick, where have you been? I've been here. You have the link. You know the link doesn't change. You never showed me the link. No, the link doesn't change. You know that. I have no idea. I don't know. You know I don't remember. Don't I you link, remember dude. Will said the link's the same every week. It doesn't change. I don't remember the link, man. You got to send it. It's on, it's on your text message. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Nick Cazono is here. Nick, let's jump right in because we are live right now. Let's Nick, do it. Okay, Nick, what do you do with Rose next? What, Rose? By the way, I just want to introduce 
my partner, uh, Nick Cazono, Will is likely playing golf uh, or finishing up with Kingston. Will is probably right now ordering chicken feed and dim sum at <laughs> one of the amazing yes, Chinese restaurants in Irvine. Uh, hopefully the one by I-5 that I still dream about uh, right near my house. Nick Cazono is uh, the uh, heavy metal bass player, uh, former touring band member, uh, former sociology, well, he's still a sociology major, but now he is in nursing school, so he can take care of your ass in the hospital. Okay, Nick, <laughs> what do you do with what do you do with Rose now? Who comes up? I mean, I don't know. I I know Dana White mentioned rematch with Whaley. What? Yeah, I think mean, Thomas mentioned it too in Morning Combat. They might run it back. For I Nick mean, Cazono. I'm thinking like, I mean, I don't like it. I mean, I, I get the logic. It could be a, a Kane versus Junior. You know, Kane wins by or yes. Kane loses, you know, by devastating fashion, and then comes back and just you know demolishes Junior. But I don't I don't see that happening. Like right with that, right with a uh, a quick turnaround like that. I mean, I say they give her. I, I like the winner of um, what was it? Uh, Does Jay Carla... check have a fight? You know, that would be a good one. That would Why be a good one. Why would it be Jacek? Well, they have Asparza versus Jan. Please, he's like a Chinese. Man. That might be cool. Yeah, Jan Xiaonan. Yeah, Jan Xiaonan. So, yeah. I mean, if she beats Asparza, and then Asparza beat Rose for to get the title initially. So, I mean, they could run that back. I think Rose could probably win that one. Oh, now, yeah. Against, against Asparza or whatever. She's a whole different fighter now. Yeah, a whole different fighter. But I don't, I don't like the... I don't. I mean, I think Wei Li needs to make a lot of adjustments. Let I me let she... me let me ask you this, man. Let yeah. me, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. You saw Carla. What happened when she fought Joanna? Yeah. Would you Would you be comfortable putting Carla past Joanna without making her go through Joanna to get to that title no, that's, shot? That's true. That's yeah. that's get... that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, fucking that's good... nuts. <laughs> I mean. I if mean, styles you... make matchups, right? I mean, she does. I mean, she if she could do a, if she could do a takedown game, and and she's good at. Uh, I mean, she's she's got great grappling. Yeah. So let's see if she can make it through I mean, a round with Joanna, and if she can, I'm just saying against shot. Rose. I'm just saying against Rose. If she fights oh, Rose well... again, if she beat Rose with the wrestling. It might still be there. That might still be <sighs> okay. strategy. Okay, we have. But a against fight... Joanna, yeah, Joanna's. Okay, we have a fight of the year. Candidate, in my mind, fight of the year winner. I just heard today. Uh, I don't know if it was Jed Mishu. I heard someone say, "Oh no, it was John Anik." Said I went back and watched Joanna versus Whaley three times, and I had Joanna winning all three times. I had her winning too. Okay, I thought she landed more. Okay. I mean, I'm. I wouldn't argue with that point. Yeah. So there's, how could I put Carla, who couldn't survive a round, with Joanna? I I couldn't. I I'd have to make her. She has to go through Joanna to get there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like that. I like sorry. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You you just can't. And and I don't want to. I don't want Wei Lee to have to go back through Joanna. I think Wei Li could get the next contender. She could either fight uh, Yan 
uh, the winner of Jan and Carla. I'd be comfortable with that. I'd be okay with that. But you can't put somebody past Jan Jacek. I mean, that woman, that woman just did something that was just amazing. She's a phenomenon. So, um, so that's my that's my take on that. That's a that's a that's a legit champion right there. And oh, for sure. And 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 I'll tell you what, man, with the kind of leg kicks that she can put together. She could be a problem for Rose again. She can. If she has yeah. the right strategy, she could be. Because a lot of people think, I think you and I might have had her winning that last fight with Rose. Yeah, I thought she. Because she I came mean, back, right? Third yeah, round. Yeah, she came back. I, I mean, I'd have to watch it again. I was a little biased with the second one because I was, you know, super pro Rose. So mm-hmm. I was kind of rooting for her to win anyhow. But being objective about it, I have to watch it again and, and see. But, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I think you've said that you thought you want to win the second one, and yeah. a lot of other people that I've heard have said the same thing. So, well, let's face it. Let let's let's be honest. Neither of us like Joanna. Neither of us like the bully. Both of us like Rose. Both of us like that Rose is like an environmentalist. She's very caring, very kind. She's everything Joanna did not portray. So, but. I, as you know, when I'm picking fights, there's no, yeah. there's no, None of that I like, there. I don't like, no, it's, Joanna yeah. was a fucking monster and she had a very good showing in that fight and she came back. You have to, you have to put Joanna away. Joanna yeah. is not going to quit. And the, the interesting, fascinating thing is that when you let her hang around... So, okay, so we had a knockout the first time. So it's a knockout, it's a knockout. The fight's over, right? It's over. Yeah. But in the absence of that knockout, when you go five rounds with her, she's not going anywhere, dude. If you're going to stand in front of her, this woman was hitting her with hard shots and had her head swollen that she looked like the 1890s John Merrick, the elephant man, right? You need to go watch that movie uh, by John Hurt played John Merrick. Uh, She looked like the elephant man and she didn't give a shit. The person who knows how to beat her every time is who? And you called, it was either you or Shevchenko. Shevchenko knows I take this girl down, I put her on the ground, she is nothing. She has an escape of, she can escape, but other than that, she has nothing. And Shevchenko knows how to get to her every time, and she, she knows she can't intimidate Shevchenko. It just she she big sistered her. Shevchenko has the physical gifts too that are a lot better than Shevchenko as well. So she's got that upper body. She's got that upper body that that could just be more physical against her too. Yeah. Her technique's just as good, so it's like. It's an yeah. uphill battle for Yuana. I mean, that's the fight that with Yuana. That was the only fight that was like, okay, she can't. Like she was just outgunned, and you know, besides for the Rose knockout and then the Shachanko fight. I mean, most of her losses are very close, and they're like borderline. Like she right. won that. Like, but, but how do you beat her? I think the point I was trying to get to that maybe I never got all the way there is that to beat to, to what Shevchenko knows that nobody else knows or is able to do is that she said, I'm going to take her down every round. I'm going to take her down. I'm going to just keep 
putting on her back. And that's the way to make her really look bad. And nobody else has been able to do that. Easier said than done, man. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's easy. No. I'm just saying she knew that I'm not going to stand on the feet and trade strikes because this bitch will stand for five rounds. She knows. But if yeah. I take her down, she's got nothing for me on the ground. And that yeah, proved I mean, to be true. She nearly finished. You know, she came close to getting submissions and everything else on that fight. So that's I mean, that was the, the way. first time. Yeah, that is the way. But that's the first time I saw you want to actually get controlled on the ground by another mm -hmm. fighter. I mean, I mean, uh, what's her face? Uh, Claudia tried to do it, and she she kind of won the first round of their second fight. But that was it. That was it. <laughs> that yeah, was it. She couldn't I mean, control. Andrade tried to take her down, and you want to just pops right back up. You know how Andrade is on top, and she couldn't really control Yoana every time she'd take a, you know, the the high crotch dump her on her. Oh, she couldn't ever even get her on her back. She got yeah, her she down to like right yeah, she popped right back up. Yeah. Valentina knew exact. The point what I'm amazed is she knows the personality. She knows the skill set from being Eastern, the whole Eastern European fighting Muay Thai circuit. She knows she knew exactly what to do and how to do it. I don't think she's the only one that could do it, but she knew how to do it and she did it. I think Suarez would be the other big threat to Ioana. But Suarez, Suarez for sure. She's, but uh, today, uh, Cormier said that she got hurt again. Oh. Or something. Something. Yeah. Her neck and then something. She had neck back surgery or, or something. And then and something she's kind of recovering back. from that. Yeah, that poor girl. Yeah. So she, she might never be. She might be the fighter that she would might never, never. Yeah. I mean, she's been out for over like two years at least. She's been out for a while. Yeah, she no. You're so. at least yeah. It's 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 very unfortunate because she had a skill set that I don't. And that's what what she did is what what you saw happen to Jessica is what Suarez would have done. It just in a different way. She would have been doing a lot more striking on the ground. She would have done a lot of you know just top control and hitting, whereas uh, Valentina did a lot of controlling until you know. I, Tatiana's not going for a crucifix. I mean, she's not going to probably get that. But Valentina got that. <laughs> so. I mean, she get she did it against the the thing with Valentina is she knows her skill set. She knows what she's strong against. She knows like when she takes you down, man, she's going for that crucifix. Like or she's not. She knows you. what you're weak at. Yeah, but like if she feels like she knows how to like she knows like if she could get something, she'll get it. If she won't, then she won't go for it. Like if she feels like she can get a crucifix on you, she's gonna do it. Like yeah. what she did against uh, what's her face? Um, can't think of her name. There was uh, someone else that she cru that she yeah. crucifixed. I don't remember was, who it was, but yeah, she yeah. did. But she did that. She did it to her, and that was I think her last. No, that was before the Maya fight. It was a fight before the Maya, Jennifer Maya fight. Chikadian. She did that Chikadian. against yeah. Chikadian, and she just felt like she could just seal the deal with it, and she did it. So. Chukagan and I think with a nice jujitsu too. Yeah, dude. man, she nice jujitsu brown belt <laughs> under uh, yeah. at the under Donahar. Yeah, yeah, she trains Donahar and all those guys at, at, in New York. So I mean, she's no joke, and no. she had nothing off her back. For, no. I mean, Valentina no she knows how, what she wants to do and how to do it, and she is a nightmare for somebody like Joanna that can't stop takedowns. And and oh, you want to stop takedowns? She just I can't mean, stop. I'm sorry. Yeah, she, she couldn't. Well, yeah, what she was doing Trichenko's. was she was using a judo, 
a judo style uh judo style trips and throws Dude, she and gets what she... that every time on people. she does every she every does. fight man every fight she gets the body lock and she just explodes and gets that takedown every fight she even did it against uh amanda nunez I was gonna say she did it against uh, everybody. She did it against uh, the the Venezuelan vixen. Yep. She did it against her too, and she ended up getting it, hitting that armbar. So um, yeah, yeah, she is she's really really something. And but the point I think the point being is that on the feet, if you don't get a knockout, you're not beating you. You're. It's very, very unlikely that you're going to beat Joanna, and I it's think be Rose. I think close. Rose proved that. Close. Yeah. I think Rose proved that, and so therefore you have to have a plan B. And her plan B is well, I'm just not going to stand with her and trade and see who can land the, the craftier strikes. I'm going to put her on her ass and make her keep. And you saw that every time she got taken down and held down, it got harder and harder for her to get back up. And that's what Valentina yeah, was, was counting surprising. on. Yeah, and she knew she had the physical advantages too. So like you had, you could take this girl down, right? But then like you're, you're, you're that much bigger and stronger than her too. So you're gonna lean all that weight on her, and she's got good. I mean, dude, her pressure. I mean, when she was, when she was on top of uh, what's her face, Andrade, Andrade, and just driving her shoulder into her, into her uh, neck and everything. I was like, it almost reminded me of uh, Makachev, man. I mean, obviously not as good as Makachev, but it had that vibe where it's like could feel that i mean if you never felt that pressure before in grappling if people have never grappled before or whatever wrestled or whatever like you don't i mean i i, I felt that i was like oh gosh like and then, i was too i know yeah Andrage, and, and you know? She, she was draped over so when you go to side control some people will wrap up the far arm and they'll be chest to chest and they're good and what what she does is she extends over beyond that distance so that she's draped over you perpendicular to you and when you whatever way you try to turn she's there and she's not interested at that moment in in landing strikes she wants to make you feel that you can't get up that if you turn in or you turn away you turn away you can't really turn away because now her hips are almost on your other shoulder at that point her hip bone is almost on your shoulder yeah and you have nowhere to turn. I mean, you can yeah. buck, but she she's okay if you buck because uh, she it's feels like a let. Yeah, she's gonna let you it's use your energy. energy. It's you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm basically saying it more for the audience well, for the fans though. When they when you see somebody have their arm over underneath your neck, right, and driving their shoulder mm-hmm. into either your neck or your chin, like. You're not going anywhere. When that when that arm goes underneath the back of your neck when you're on the ground, when you're laying flat, when they have you flattened, and that arm goes underneath your neck and then they start driving that shoulder into your face, you're not going anywhere. I mean, Jan Blahovich did it to Izzy. The minute that I knew, the minute anyone that gets controlled on the ground, like the minute I see that arm go underneath their neck, the guy on the bottom, the guy on top having his arm go underneath, guy on bottom's neck and then they start driving their shoulder even just you know and, just solidifying the position that that control of the neck you're not going nowhere there's there's another issue too and nick this will resonate with you when you're inside control you can 
you basically can go left or right. So if I'm in side control on the right side of your body, if I move to my right, my elbow is going to be closer to your hip bone or your belt. Mm -hmm. And if I move up, I'm going to be closer to the head. Depending upon where that person drapes over depends on what you're going to. And you've seen Gary Tonin. When you, when you try to crowd his head and his shoulders, he puts his legs up in the air and he bucks you off. He'll even flip over yeah. you. So Valentina was perfect <laughs> in distributing her weight so that she had the shoulder there, but she had enough of her weight down towards your hips that there's nowhere to go. It's so yeah, miserable. You can't use your legs or anything. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't buck out of it. You yeah. can't turn in. And you can't turn away. So yeah, it's even I mean, when she had half guard, like when she's on top of half guard and she just uh, has that I mean they say when you play brutal. half guard, man, like you cannot let you can't let the other person get flatten their hand you out. underneath yeah. your neck. And you're flat underneath your neck. And you're man, flat. Like, and you're flat. And you're you flat, don't even like, have a half guard. Flat. I mean that's if you want to call that a half guard, you I have mean, a half guard's there, but you're not yeah. you're not escaping. You're not yeah. going anywhere. So you have their leg just, hooked, that's about it. Anytime I, guess... I see someone see that yeah. But anytime I see somebody with their arm underneath the back of the neck and the guy's flattened, they're in trouble. Like yeah. you're they're they're you're in trouble. I mean, when I roll, if I have someone if someone has Someone bigger than me, stronger than me, no matter what, I don't care if they're a white belt. If they have their arm underneath my neck, and if I'm in half guard or even the side control, they have that, I'm not going anywhere if they know how to like distribute their weight. Yeah, but you never let me get to that position, Nick, so I never got there. See, there you go. When you get it, (laughs) that's, that's the thing, man. You can't have someone get that position on you, especially if they're better than you on the ground. But, I mean, someone like Shurchenko, man, I mean, Andrade Khabib, is good. Khabib was going, good job, Valentina. I'm so proud of you. It's Dude, a good her, job, Valentina. Her body lock it. takedown. Oh, man. And just the way she hits it on you. She, Dude, she was hitting that all day. There's all actually, day. actually, Rousey did something so, very, very similar. Rousey had some very similar takedowns. She did. To what if she Shevchenko misses her, her hip toss, she'll yeah, go for the body lock. She goes the other lock way, the, the body lock, yeah. Yeah, very, that very was like similar. her like B move. It was like she would switch in between. Oh yeah, she gets you going one way, then the other, and then you just knew with these girls they were gonna go. It just you didn't know if it was gonna be to the left or to the right. But but once yeah, Rousey but she would started, go, changing she would initially her weight, go for the hip toss. Yeah, yeah, and then she'd come back. She initially and go for the hip toss, fun. and then she'll go for a trip. And if she doesn't get a trip, she'll go back to the hip toss, and then she'll switch back and forth. She was very explosive so, like, in those positions. And she would have probably hit it on Amanda, but she just never got could get close enough to hit it on Amanda, yeah, you know, you and get, she'd... Yeah, yeah, Amanda's a fucking monster. But, and then um, you get hit by that girl, you're like, ooh. Can, can I brag now? Oh, I know. I mean, they said... Joe Rogan said it the other day when he was talking to somebody, and Juicier told me, dudes won't... There are a lot of... Dudes in in the gym that won't spar with her. Juicier is one of them. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna get fucking hit by that truck, man. <laughs> uh, can I brag now? Go can, for it. Can I? Uh, let me reach. See if I can. <laughs> I talk about the main event. No. Mm-mm. I told no. I'm, we're gonna just finish up this fight. But I told you, Andrade had nothing for her. Remember, I said. There's no way she doesn't yeah, have anything. Yeah. I said she has right, nothing she for Shevchenko. I, I said she the, couldn't even like. I mean, she got. I thought like she could have had 
maybe some do some like do some work in the clinch. Nah, man, she was out. I didn't. I didn't realize how how much stronger Serchenko is. I don't. I don't. Dodge. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a. It's a. Honestly, I really don't think it's a a question of strength. I told you. I said. I told you. I didn't think Andrade had a chance. Uh, and it's not that. It's that. Okay, we said this with other fighters. We said this with a man. You know, with with other fighters, that you can have the juice and the juice type strength. Which she uses when she yelled, but without the technique against somebody like Shevchenko, you're fucked. Yeah. Her technique is so good. She knew how to drop her weight in her hips so that Jessica couldn't get in there and elevate her. Remember Dana said she's got to get closer. She's got to get closer in order to elevate yeah. her. And 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 Shevchenko did all the right things. And, and Jessica doesn't have any technique. The reason I wanted to see Tatiana Suarez fight Jessica was not because I think Jessica's a cheater. Okay, the reason is because I wanted you to see real technique versus somebody who's just who's just says I'm going to be stronger than you. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to throw you around. Now I will give Jessica credit for this. Her head movement was actually legitimate this time. It wasn't her just moving around like she just watched a couple videos. And look like she was having an epileptic seizure, like it was in the last fight. This was a um, she looked legitimately good in her head movement, but as I said to you the other day, she has no way to get inside, and and she's gonna allow Valentina to do the things that she wants to do because all of Jessica's offense requires her to get close, and Valentina just said, okay, if you get close to me, I'm gonna take your ass down. And, and it was absolutely brilliant. She obviously doesn't have an, a good knowledge of judo, uh, you know, or at least like what Amanda does because um, Amanda's like a brown belt in that, in that mm -hmm. discipline. And so, you know, I just knew that Jessica didn't have a chance. Uh, she just doesn't have – she doesn't have enough skills. Um, the, the knockout power was not going to work because she wasn't even going to get – she wasn't even going to get there. So and and I think uh, Valentina could have pieced her up on the feet if she wanted to, but she did the very George Saint Pierre thing. Yeah, she took away what Jessica thought was going to be her strength in grappling yeah. and wrestling, and she smashed her with it. Incredible! I felt and, the threat on the feet was kind of there for for Andrade though. To be honest, like her power and her, like I felt like Shachenko was, you know, accepting it as a threat and being like, "Nah, I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where something wild happens and I get clipped by like a wild right hand." So I'm just gonna, like, at George St. Pierre, I'm played safe. And if Do I could you... just take this, and she's like, "Oh, I took like the first takedown she got." She was like, mm, "You know what? I think I can do this all day." So why, why not? Why, why I put myself at risk of getting sort of knocked out or hurt on the feet where I could just take this girl down and I felt and she probably felt like oh man I she had, had probably good control on her and she was like you know what if, her guards if, if there was fear not that threatening I just want to I just want to interrupt you if there was fear about somebody's striking ability do you think she'd be more scared of Amanda's if she feared somebody's striking power who do you think she's more scared of Amanda or Jessica 
I mean, Amanda, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So she wasn't, you know, necessarily worried. I think she was just doing a GSP. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like I myself just felt that. You like, felt, felt that, that she from could her. Hit, yeah. I felt like she could, and I felt from uh, Shurchenko that, you know, she recognized the threat. And I, don't, I wouldn't say fear. No. I mean, I said she, recognize. If, I mean, if, that, if that was the case, then she would have done the same thing to Amanda. But she probably thought or knew or felt in the engages and the clinches with Amanda that she didn't have that command over those yeah. clinches as she had with Andrade. So she had to strike it out with 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 her. Yeah, but I, I don't so. think she. I don't think she has any. I don't think she was doing it out of fear. I think it was a different and a lot of different journalists. See, have, see I didn't say fear. No see, fear. I, I I'm, I'm using threat. Now, threat. now I don't do think I she believe... saw it as a threat. Yeah, she said. I mean, that's she what said. I... Okay, I haven't listened to all these interviews that Valentina done. I haven't either. I'm just but, I'm just basing it what I saw. But what is my body she, the body language of each competitor? So this is everything. coming. This is this coming, is coming from, from a subjective viewpoint. No, I'm saying from other journalists have said this is Valentina's attitude going into this fight. This girl has absolutely nothing for me. Yeah, I'm her. Gonna, I'm, what I'm she was that. saying is, this girl has absolutely nothing for me, yeah. and the attitude or what Kenny Florian said is what I saw from Valentina was when a guy comes in the gym and says, you guys aren't that tough. I think I can compete with a real MMA fighter. And I will. And actually, I, if there's video out there of Josh Koscheck doing this, some guy being a big mouth, he oh, invited yeah, him Josh, down to the Koscheck gym. Whoops his ass, yeah. For the most part. Guy was pretty tough. And, and so the attitude was that was she treated Jessica like a dude who came in the gym and said, look, I think I can hang with you guys. I mean, yeah. I mean, Very do I think that Valentina, yeah. I mean, I've heard that narrative. Sure. Interesting. But it is interesting, but it's not something we've seen from her before. No, 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 no. Not but, with Jessica. I, not with any of the other girls. But I mean, I'm not saying that I, that, uh, Cherchenko couldn't win on the feet. She could very well easily win the uh, the fight on the feet. You know, she's one. I get it. Like she wanted to just school her in her own sort of Andrade of strength. Sure, I get it. But from what I saw subjectively, no, I can't really confirm it. But just the body language, it seemed like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take a safer route. <laughs> and the reads, the reads that she did during the fight, and she she just was like, to me. Was like, hey, I'm gonna take the safe route and just let's, beat her in the positions that, that I'm dominant in. Let's just accept your point, and and I want to examine a, another aspect of this that I want to get your take on, because okay. that point is it's really a moot point. Whatever it was, she saw a game plan, she went for it, and she absolutely succeeded in spades with it. But this is what I want to ask you, Nick. If this is true, that people said that she had a certain attitude towards Jessica that was different than these other girls, and we've heard this from two or three different journalists that follow this much more closely, why do you think that was? If it was true? If it's true. Okay. About her mindset? If, like, I'm just gonna if like... she had a certain attitude toward Jessica 
a certain anger about Jessica in particular. What do you think, if that's true, okay. why do you think that would be? Why? Probably what people are saying. Just not from Jessica itself, but just from fans, maybe from other journalists saying like, you know what? I think she could have a chance in this department, in the grappling department. So it's a narrative that the journalists have been putting forth and probably fans too. I mean, I, I've kind of subscribed to that narrative as well. It's like, well, if she, if she is going to win, I thought it was going to be, you know, she's going to, she's going to get a high crotch on, on Sterchenko, pick her up, dump her on the ground and then, you know, work her jiu-jitsu, work her top control and start to do some ground and pound and everything. I mean, you saw what happened. I mean, she, you know, Maya had, Maya took her down and, you know, had some successes on the ground. So it's like, you know, Andras could potentially do the same. You know, I thought oh, Andras Maya's had a lot better... bigger than Andras. I, I think Andras has a better top game than Maya, in my opinion. No, but Maya's a, better... a much bigger, she's a much bigger girl. In she is naturally. a much bigger girl, but as far as technique. Oh, I said the word naturally. Anyway, yeah. But as far as technique, as far as like top control technique of jujitsu, I think that Andrade is the better, a better uh, uh, top control grappler, jujitsu practitioner. I'll, than I'll tell you what, I don't even want to do. I don't really want to take the time that we have, which I know, is about I know. 25 minutes and debate that. Cause I don't really care. I mean, but, but I, 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 I'm sort of really interested in what, and I'll tell you what I think it is. I think that she thinks, I think Valentina has watched this girl feast on these 115 pound fighters. I think she thinks that there's something unnatural about her, that she's thrown people around uh, when other people can't. She's not just people. put her in her place. <laughs> I think she, I really do. I mean, I, I, mean, I could that, be, that's I could valid, be 100% wrong about that, but I, I could be 100% wrong, but I think she saw a girl that she thinks is, his is not natural that threw around girls in a way that dumped people, you know, basically picked them up, dumped them on their head. Um, and I think she said, I mean, I'm she did, teach did, she did do that lesson. to, to her buddy Rose. So she's probably like, you know, you're going to do that tomorrow. Her buddy, Rose. Yeah. Her buddy Rose too. I forgot that they trained together. You know, she, she dumped her on her head. She's like, you know what? I'm I think she said, I'm going to teach this girl a lesson and show Maybe. her yeah. what it's like to be out physical, to be bullied by somebody, but Valentina, and even I think some I don't remember who it was that I was talking to, you know when you look at the physique difference you can see that one of them looks different than the other one. They're both you know muscular girls, but it's different. So, so yeah. And then we haven't even talked about that girl in the prelims. I don't know what the hell that girl's using, but there ain't no fucking oh, way yeah. that she's natural. Yeah. I, I you know, Usada. <laughs> I mean, I need to. She didn't like, look that good in the fight either. She's not even that great of a fighter. Oh no, she's like, not. She was, got beat by you Angela. Watched that fight. She got no. She got beat by Angela Hill, sloppy, and we've man. seen Angela Hill just fall all. You know, uh, look oh, terrible she got elbowed, in like three fights. She got in elbowed. Row. She got elbowed hard against Angela Hill. Angela Hill fucked her up. Yeah. Hill well, landed that. She I wish she Angela Hill, she. Angela Hill should have brought Oof. those elbows in the next three fights that she that she blew, but. Um, she did. She she got uh she, she got won. a win recently, right? She got a win, but then after that elbow against that girl, she she took someone down. I forgot who it was. I think it was oh, I can't think of her. Hannah Cyphers, maybe I don't remember. Yeah, might have been Hannah Cyphers. She took her down and elbowed her uh, in mount and finished the fight. Yeah, so, Hannah I mean, Cyphers is somebody they use to. She's like a gatekeeper. They use 
her I mean, to build not, it's not Angela Hill's fault. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, no, she's just finding girls that are put in front of her. I, I need to do... She uses the elbows. She, she uses them. I need she's to do an at pick. USADA and then be like, at USADA show a picture of that girl and be like, have you tested this girl? And then have like a little arrow pointing up. So... <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I mean, sure. they probably look at people and be like, I mean, you know, they're probably like, I, who's this? I mean, I'm sure she got tested. She she has to be an idiot not to think they're not going to test her. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure she's you know, tested. She just got off her cycle. She used, got off her cycle before. She's used something, man. She just got she, off she, her cycle before. There's, there's no yeah, way that course. girl's natural. There's no fucking way, man. You wow. see how big? You see how big she is? What she looks like? Oh, she's huge. She's short, but she, yeah, she's huge. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way that girl's natural. So. Oh, I know. Anyway, I mean, I'm sure they texted her. But she just got off her stuff when they tested her. She's yeah, fine. and I, I don't think they go down to Brazil and test as much as they do here. I don't know that to be a fact. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. That, I don't think I, I agree. it's yeah. international travel. Like Vitor, man. Vitor fighting in well, Brazil. No, but, well, times. first of all, we're in there, – there's a whole USADA thing. There's a whole COVID thing. I don't think they're testing oh, – I don't yeah, think yeah, they yeah. ever tested yeah. in Brazil as much as they test here. And now I'm positive they're not because of COVID, COVID is yeah. running rampant. Yeah, through the country. Yeah, yeah. Katiani's yeah. got family members right now that are sick. Yeah. So oh, um, it's terrible down there. Uh, yeah. Let's look at the next fight. Uh, let me just, I want to just like give you the floor to talk about. Um, I would like you to comment uh, and keep it short because we have like 15 minutes left. Talk about Masvidal and Usman. Give us your thoughts on that and give us your thoughts on, um, Thug Rose and Wei Li, if you didn't... Did we talk about that already? We did talked we talk a little bit about Thug Rose and Wei Li. I think... Well, Flo, well, I'll just talk about real quick. Thug Rose, yeah, we Wei did. Because we talked we about the possibilities. But we didn't talk yeah. about the main event. I mean, you know, I didn't I'm think... Sure. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to... Uh, I didn't think the fight was going to end the way it did. I don't think a lot of people did. Maybe some people did. But the majority didn't. of people didn't think Masvidal was going to lose by knockout. It just shows the evolution of of uh, Usman, and Usman said in the in the in the interviews part of the fight that he wanted to have a statement. He wanted to you know just use other skills in the fight and everything, and he did that, and he and he won hugely. I, I believe you picked Usman though. I think we both I picked, picked Usman, Usman, but not but, by not yeah. By you knockout. thought that that the that the training camp was going to make the difference, and I told I thought I, yeah. I thought uh, Masvidal was going to get you know I thought he was going to give it a fight. I thought it was going to be a five round hard fought fight, but Usman was just yeah. going to be better. That's what I thought overall. Yeah. That's pretty much what I thought. Usman's a tough guy, man, but man, he got laid out. <laughs> Oof, did did you see a mistake that Jorge made? Did you see something that he did that you thought was an error, or did you? What is your thoughts about the finish? Know. He just—he's very confident on the feet, you know. And I think—I mean—he did make a comment that I didn't respect his power. I don't mm-hmm. know how true it is, but it's like he didn't respect his power in the first fight. He didn't think he had power, so he kind of just was a little more lo- more looser than he would usually be, maybe on the feet, and he paid for it. So. But, I mean, Usman landed that punch, you know. It wasn't like it was a lucky punch or anything. I mean, it, it was – his right hand was landing in the fight. So, it was just – he just landed up perfectly for the last – you know, for, for the finishing shot to for him to hit. So, I mean, Usman's a beast, man. I got 
that guy's something special. Yeah, but, he, I mean, he... no, please. Jorge's credit, he he took it like a man. He said, "Hey, you know, he I, did. He was a good <laughs> I got sportsman. My ass kicked, and you know, he, it was. A, he's like, it was a beautiful setup. He's like, I can't. I mean, he beat me, and he knows that's it. Or as far as like you know, him and uh, Usman it's fighting. Over. I mean, you, yeah. it's over. You got two losses. Any any time in MMA, you get two losses against the same fighter." No, no dice. You know that's yeah, that's if, that's something you're never going to get back. If 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 they're both there three years from now and he's dispatched with the division, let me ask you this. I mean, I hate to bring this up because I think this guy's like kryptonite. But what do you think would happen if 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 Wonder Boy fought Usman? I don't know. I think I think Usman would have to mix in his skills. I don't think. Just on the feet itself. I mean, oh, he would get destroyed. was missing feet. a lot with with Jorge. I mean, he was missing a lot. It got a little sloppy, and I was just like, "Ooh, I don't know." I felt scared. I was like, "Dude, Usman, man, he's yeah, but his footwork like against Jorge. His, his footwork is so much better, man. His footwork. Oh, yeah. If he missed, he'd come back out. He'd come back in. I mean, all the decisions he was making. I mean, every. I mean, you bet. Hopefully, you're gonna miss against Jorge. The only person who hasn't missed against Jorge is one person. So, um. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but you miss, you miss like that against Jorge, but you do it against Wonderboy. It's another you're done, thing. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, can't, Wonderboy will eat you up. I mean, what percentage of wrestling does it have to be to beat Wonderboy if you're Usman? Uh, I'd say 60 40 for Usman. <laughs> I'm I more think. like 90 10. <laughs> I mean, if you just, if you show your hand right off the bat, if you can't like it kind of he has to mix it up like you know you i mean obviously every fighter in that division every fighter in that division is going to respect usman's hands obviously no matter if you're wonder boy or not so that threat has to be there right so he's going to have to engage in the feet for 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 a the, bit the problem the problem is with wonder boy is it if you stand there you end up following him and then he's kicking you in the thigh he's kicking you in the stomach He's throwing that question mark kick. Um, I think, I think you have to get in my mind. This is just me. You have to get into a clinch with him right away. Wonder Boy was very, very nervous. Uh, I mean, he said he didn't say I'm scared of Woodley's power. He said one shot from this guy and it can be over. And that that really made Wonder Boy very conservative. But for Usman. I believe it has to be 90% wrestling clinch. Now, when I say wrestling, I'm not talking just about shooting singles shooting and doubles. For everywhere. Yeah, I got you. I got I'm you. not talking about that. I'm yeah. talking about clinch and hold him against the cage and stomp his fucking feet and shoulder strike him and then try to take him down and double, you know, getting, uh, you know, uh, gable grips on him and all that stuff. That is what I consider like MMA wrestling. If I think if you're at range and you think that you're gonna get to him, I think you're gonna yeah. No, range, you're gonna be made to look. No like one a could fool. beat him. No one could. No one could beat him at a range battle. No. That's like doing a not range that battle we have now with uh, not that we have yeah, right now. But like that's like uh, Barboza, right? If you fight Barboza at range, <laughs> no one's yeah. beaten Barboza at range. Yeah. Right. Dan Hooker tried. He got he got eaten up. 
right? You got to get in his face. You got to like, you know, crowd him and everything like that. I mean, that's the, I think that's the way to, to, to beat Wonder Boy. Honestly, though, I think Wisman just knock him out. I think Wonder Boy, he's a great fighter. He's one of my favorite fighters. But I mean, in the Luke fight, Luke hurt him quite a few times in that fight. Granted, Wonder Boy won pretty fairly you know pretty not easily but like he he, he won he wonder won boy those was every round he was he won so, every round of that fight wonder boy was so but, brilliant do you know what was brilliant yeah. that he did nick he was doing was fist bumps he was smiling he was high-fiving and every time when when luke would start to put something together uh, wonder boy was glad handing with him and got him off of his game He's brilliant, man, in the cage. He is yeah. brilliant at not only beating the shit out of you without you knowing it, but sometimes he will diffuse that stick of dynamite that's about to go off. He'll just, just go, he nice. sees the little sparks and he goes, ooh, ooh, and he goes like that, and then it, it never gets and the coyote doesn't blow up and all that. He's yeah, brilliant, but he did, he get He got hit quite a bit in that fight, he and did. he got hurt. But he didn't get the follow-up, and that was what was brilliant. Because no, he then he's like high-fiving Luke. Yeah, which was <laughs> that's that's it's smart. It's smart, right? Yeah. It is smart. It's kind of like the Nate Diaz middle finger to get you mad, but it was like the opposite, right? Hell it's yeah! Like, oh Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder why. I'll give yeah. you a five. Yeah, good job. Yeah, nodding and they were yeah. hugging in between rounds. And Luke's a nice stuff. guy too, so he kind of like. You know, they're both nice guys. So like, oh, okay, I'll get you a yeah, high five. We're going to have the Argentine steak after the fight. But my point is that he did get hit. Wonder Boy did get mm-hmm. hit by Luke. He got hurt, right? And like when I watch, like I say this because when I watch a fight, I sometimes, I don't know if this is just subjective for me, but if I see someone, I could sense if someone is going to really, like if someone's in danger, regardless if they win or not. So like in that Luke fight with Wonder Boy, I, I always had a sense that man, that Wonder Boy could still lose based on him getting hit. Like you know, like he, it was hurt. He was getting hurt with these shots, and I was kind of like hesitant and scared. Like oh man, if, if Luke starts to really land a bit more, hey Nick, but it, let's it, it let's not go well. I see where you're going, but let's look at the difference. The reason between... why I, the, oh, hold on, the reason why I bring this up is because I think that same feeling that I had. When he fought Luke, will have will, will, I understand will be there against Usman, and Usman will just you're, he'll, you're, he'll, he'll just put him out. Your analogy is happen, there for all to see, fight. but I want you to draw the difference between Luke and Usman. The difference. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Usman, I don't know, man. Luke, I know that, like, Luke I can, doesn't have a takedown game to go to. So the only way he can win is the way that he tried to win. He doesn't have a wrestling game. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. And, and Usman has a whole other thing to go to. Of course. And he's going to use it. He's and he, going and to he use better it. use it. But he's going to use But Luke didn't have that option. That option wasn't available. I get you that. You had option yeah. A and option A. I'm just saying, though, if. You're saying if that he same, hits, yeah, he that lands that same, same feeling. Yeah, if if those shots from Usman or the the shots that Luke landed on Wonder Boy, if those shots were from Usman, Wonder Boy, it's over. Out. That's it's a good over. point. There's no He's doubt. Get put to sleep. But if that's your plan A, if that's your plan, 
I'm not saying that. No, not you. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you. he's just gonna like go in there. I'm not and saying just, you. Like, I'm not saying. It. I'm not saying you. I'm saying if I'm coaching Usman, and that's Plan A, you're in trouble. That better be plan, be plan C. A. It better not be Plan A, uh, because it's gonna be. It's gonna. He's gonna use everything. He's gonna use everything. And if yeah. he if he lands shots, it's gonna be Plan B. I'll say that. What would be the Plan B if it's not Plan? What, it's plan B. What would be plan B then? It's plan it's B. It's not striking. It's plan B. That's it. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a jiu-jitsu game. He's not going to get... He's not going to be like Ryan Hall and all of a sudden he drops down. The next thing you know, you're fucking no, trying to pull that. away from him and yeah. tapping. So he only has play plan 50, A and B. To get to... <laughs> yeah. Heel hook, right? So he doesn't... You know, he has I'm no... I'm sure ju- he has a submission game. But oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Brown belt. I don't give a shit what he's got belt a, he is. I mean, Nobody's scared of his submission game. I've seen him on the ground, and he doesn't even go for. He does. He doesn't even when he he doesn't even go and try to take the back and choke somebody. You know, you know when someone is a wrestler on the ground, and when they're a jujitsu guy, and he is definitely not a jujitsu guy. Well, I think in his fight sense, he's going more wrestler, but like that's what I'm fighting. saying. Which is fine, but to that say that fine. just because he does that doesn't mean he doesn't have a submission game. He doesn't have a submission game that he's confident in. That I can tell you. Because if he was, I know guys that go for it. So um, he can have it's... all the belts he wants. But when he gets on the ground, he's a wrestler. That's what he yeah. does. So but if to he's say just... he doesn't have the confidence, I think he just chooses not to use it. Not to say he doesn't have like he's not like no, Justin Gaethje on the ground. If I'll he, just say th- that. well, that's that you're talking two different <laughs> two different animals. If he right? thought he could get it and he could tap somebody and end the fight, he would. But he doesn't feel confident in going for those moves. So what comes back prefers, to him is he, what what comes back narrative. to him is. Dude, I think he just prefers not to use it. I think he's got the skills to do it. He just prefers not to use it. Not because not because he doesn't know how to. If you're a brown belt, you have a submission game. I don't care. Like that's just ridiculous. Like if you're a brown I hear, belt, you I hear game. I hear a lot of belts. I'm just talking. I hear all these guys that have all these different belts, but what I but what I belt. see them do in the cage when I see somebody take somebody's back, you know, and go for a submission, you know, I know that's a jujitsu guy. But when I I'm see a guy go, you know, saying, just walk saying... right by submissions, you know, walk by arm triangles and stuff, so they can just hold position and ground yeah, and pound, which is great. That. They that's for it, but this... I, I recommend. In fact, I recommend it. You know, they I recommend it. that. But to say they don't have it is another thing. To say you don't have a submission game, but you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu doesn't make any sense to well, me. Well, you know, again, I hear a lot of people say they have this belt and that belt. I'm just saying. You believe in they do? I I hear a lot of people that say that they <laughs> that that they may you, have a belt, not... but whether or not they're a brown belt like Nick Goldheisen, I don't think so. I doubt it. You don't, I, you don't I believe that it. some of these guys are are black belts and brown belts? I don't. I don't okay. believe there there are guys no. like we. I don't believe like for example like they're a Doug, or they're a Nick, or they're a Mark, or those types of guys. I don't I don't believe that they are. I I'm not saying they don't have that belt and they weren't awarded that belt. I'm just telling you my opinion on that. They're not. They're and you level. know when you yeah, see him on the ground because you see when you see a guy who's confident in his submissions on the brown on the ground. They fucking go for it, and they're gonna try to finish it whether they're preference. successful or not. I don't not. think it's because they don't have the ability. That's that's all. I'm I didn't saying. say. Well, everybody, I, anybody can do an armbar. I mean, shit. If you make it, you've been in the academy six months. You can knock out an armbar. 
I'm saying that a submission guy goes for submissions. And if you don't feel confident in those submissions, you do what comes natural. And what comes natural to all the wrestlers that come in is to get position and they'll ground and pound. And that, and by the way, I recommend that. I recommend that as a course. Bet. Yeah, I recommend that. I'm but just to saying say they can't do it. I don't believe. That. I didn't I say like he couldn't do it. I said he's not he a submission guy. I didn't say he couldn't do. You uh, never heard that word come out of my mouth. I said uh, that word said never. He doesn't have the confidence. That word. That word never came out of my mouth. I said he's not a submission guy, and he doesn't have confidence in his submission. That's a different narrative. That's a different. That's thing, right. Right. Which that's is what I'm saying. That's if that's what you're saying. That's fine. That's that, what I'm I, saying. If he had confidence believable. in his submissions. He'd go for it. He doesn't go for it because he doesn't. He goes with what he's comfortable with, which, by the way, I think is a great idea. When you see guys like Glover, they fucking go for it because he's very comfortable in submissions. Because it's a choice, though. Because when 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 Usman was wrestling growing up, guys like Glover were knocking out submission after submission after submission after submission every day after school. When, oh, yeah. Glover was when, a, Usman, a, 80, when Usman ADCC, was wrestling. He was like an ADCC like winner back in like 2004 or something. So I mean, was he? he? Has, yeah. yeah, like back in the day. Well, but I mean, he's been doing so, this since I mean, he's, he's a kid a, in Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when Usman was wrestling, these guys were doing submissions. It's a whole. Sure. It's a different level. When someone has confidence in their submissions, they go for them. When they don't, I think it's just a choice. Huh? I mean, it's a choice. I, when people are confident in them, they go for them. It's when a they don't, then mm. they go for what they're that. comfortable with. I believe it's a choice. I feel like if it is right, and to be that choice guy, is based on what you're comfortable, what you're confident in. That's yeah, what people it's go a choice, for. Though no, well, not really. I think no, it's just... it is no. That's how people choose. They mm, say no, no, no. You're wrong, I Nick. So. Yeah, I, 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 I know that you're wrong. I when disagree. People, people do what they're comfortable with. So when guys are uh, comfortable with submissions, they go for submissions. When they're not, they say, I'm going to do the the thing that I feel safe and comfortable with. And that's what he does. I think if you're at a high level, you could have the choice. Like if you're a brown belt, you're at a high level like Usman, he chooses to do ground and pound. Because? Because? I feel like he can. No, I didn't say he couldn't. No, nope. see you. You're trying to argue your way out of it, and you're not going to be able to do it. No, I'm not because you have no logic behind what you're saying. He's you don't doing... have logic. You're no, I did. No, emotion. I did. I no. I said I gave you the logic. <laughs> you're, very, you're very. You're do, very. Uh, you're very. People do what they're comfortable <laughs> with. The submissions they're comfortable in, they go for. If they're not, then they don't. They do what they're confident in, not what Nick thinks they're confident in, and confident says they choose. In. They do what confident they're confident in. in. Right. When you say confident in, right. you're, you're a brown belt. No, I, right? we're so not talking about belts. That you're able we're not, to do, I'm not talking about his belt. Right? I said, I didn't say what he could do or couldn't do. I said, he's confident in staying with top control and ground and pound. If he was confident, confident in, in submission, obviously not because he doesn't. No, he chooses not to. <laughs> He because he's more to. because he's more confident in ground and pound. No, he just that's why he chooses. No, you don't. To. No, you have no evidence to back that confident. up, and I do. You don't. You don't. You don't have any evidence. I to do. Back up. I do because he what doesn't go it? for it. That's why he doesn't. That's your evidence. He's because he doesn't right. go for it. Yeah, it's empirical evidence. 
he goes with what he's evidence. comfortable with. Well, fighters, you see, when fighters go in a there's fight, there's no empirical evidence. You know when, why? When, when, for any of this? When fi- no, let no, me finish. You no asked studies. me. You asked okay, me what's the evidence? When they're comfortable, you said empirical evidence. When, when, I'm yes, taking you by your yeah, word. Objective evidence. Objective evidence. That's different. So okay, <laughs> that's way different. Okay. It's That's way different. When you say empirical evidence, I'm thinking, all right, where's the study? Okay, how many submissions evidence. has he gone for? You're saying empirical evidence, though. Right? So okay, so if we did a study so of the data, the study? okay, no if we did study this, so let's just Nick, like, you, you you just you just don't want to admit that he's not comfortable doing it, but that's okay. If no, that's where I you think want, he, to... he chooses. Well, no, obviously he's not, or he wouldn't, or he'd go for him. The people that are comfortable him, with him, he no, he hasn't. <laughs> No, he's not. I've, I've and you, and for, you know, you just you don't want to con- you don't want to concede the point because you know that he doesn't go for him, and I don't know why you're stuck on that. It's okay. It's not a big See, it's deal. The way, it's the way you framed it. It's it's the not, way you it has nothing it. to do with me. This is not about me. It's, it's, the it's way not about me. It's about it. it's about Usman. Fighters in the cage. So you're changing, let, you're, let, you're, let me you're finish. Let me, let me finish the fight. No, I'm not. You're 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 saying I'm changing because it makes you feel better. Okay, when no, when no. Fi- can I finish? Okay, okay, okay. Fighters when they're fighting, they have places that they feel safe, that they go for, and the way that they select what they're going to do is not just happenstance. So what you end up having is, in 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 the UFC, we have lots and lots of jujitsu guys. Guys that come from Brazil, guys that come from the States, guys like Rafael Lovato Jr., et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You could, we could go on through a list of guys through the ages. Then we have a group of guys who come in from wrestling and they learn jiu-jitsu after the fact, after they've already spent the formative years wrestling while the jiu-jitsu guys spent their formative years in jiu-jitsu. Some guys, when you get guys like Matt Hughes, he got very, very confident in his jiu-jitsu to where he would go for it in the fight. And you would see him attack submissions. And then you have guys like Josh Koscheck. You know, you have guys like Usman. Um, you have any number of different guys who don't go for it. What that tells you is not whether they can do it or can't do it. Certainly he knows the submissions if he's been around that long and he has a legitimate brown belt. There's no question. But what they go for is what they're confident in and comfortable in. We had the same debate with Will about Crone Gracie saying that he said, oh, Crone Gracie just didn't try to use his jiu-jitsu. He didn't try to take uh, this person down. And I said, no, he went with what he was comfortable with. He wasn't comfortable with his wrestling and therefore he didn't go for it. So that's where fighters go with what they're confident in and they're comfortable. Is DJ, the fat guy from Florida, saying he doesn't know submissions? No. I said he's not confident in them because he doesn't go for them. See, when you say he's not confident in them, what is that? What is that? What does that mean? I right? just said, to, said I just explained but, it to you. But I know I in get the it. fight, I get it. I, I totally... guys go with what they're confident in. Can I talk? It's your turn. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. When you, you said, misrepresented now, my point. Now, now every everything you just said, I totally agree with. That that's 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 legit. Like that's valid. Right? But initially when you said he's not confident in that's submissions, right. that's what I'm when saying. When you first hear that from somebody, you're like, Well, 
when he's not confident, meaning like he can't do it. No, right? I didn't when say you explain that. Explain yourself. That makes That's sense. Different. That's right. I agree that coming up in his career, yeah, he was more comfortable, you know, ground and pound. And he probably still is right now, but I he think is. at the level he's at right now, the experience he has right now, I think he chooses to obviously go to what he's comfortable in. But that's right. I think that at this level that he's at right now, Usman, not saying anyone else right now, but just Usman in general, the way the the fact that he's a brown belt, he might be a black belt now, who knows? But whatever, he's he's high level as far as the rankings and jujitsu, right? I think that he chooses to. I think he can choose to go do it a submission and, and hit it. He like could. He chooses not to. He could. And the reason that they choose not to is because they're not confident in it. They go to the area where they're confident and comfortable. That's why jiu-jitsu guys, you see them, as soon as someone shows their back, they take the back. You know, there, there was a number of times when Khabib said, you know what, I'm just going to pin you against the cage and I'm going to I'm gonna hold your forearm oh, and yeah. the other arm that you're that you're trying you to, I'm just going to hit you in the face so that yeah. you have to pick your hand up and we're going to take you back down again. Then, you know, he started, he got comfortable. He started taking people's back and he's very confident in his ability to submit. His arm bar, his, uh, his, triangle. Uh, his triangle, triangle game that he ended up flipping that dude over, getting the, getting the top side triangle. Yeah. Um, you know, he's more confident. Usman, is not at that point yet where he's comfortable to do it in every fight now, which represents a championship fight for him. We saw St. Pierre. St. Pierre wasn't comfortable in it. And then finally he went for an arm bar and he was so upset that he that he writhed and writhed and writhed and he didn't get it on Dan Hardy, etc., etc. So I am not saying what Usman or any fighter can do or can't do. I don't know what their actual belt is compared to guys that we know that have lived literally lived in the academy. I don't know what Usman's level is. Let's assume that he is a brown belt and it's totally legit. He does not appear comfortable enough in his submissions to go for it. Is what I'm saying based on the evidence of what he does. That's fair. That's it. So that's fair. You know, I understand you're you're the type of dude you defend me. You'll defend a fighter. Oh, it's the way you frame defend... things, right? The way you frame things, it's like they can't do this. Like I don't. I never think said it's like... that. That may have been what you heard. Off. I never That's said that. That's how it comes off. Though. I never. You I, have to, I, I would not. This again. I would not say that. I would I know. never well, say that. Well, I don't think your intent was to convey but that. But that's message, how you took it. The way you frame things. Well, goes that's how. That's how you. That's how you took it. I would never say what he. I have no idea what submission he does. When, when and, says, and do no. you know? And do you know one reason I don't know what submission he does? What he's good he's at? Never do, he's never exactly done right. <laughs> exactly right. That's my point. But All right, I'm just let, saying, let's the way finish you up. Yeah, that's let, fine. Let's but, finish up with Christopher Weidman, and because oh, I really want to. Because you, talk, you really want to talk about that? I have to. I have <laughs> to get your thoughts on this, Nick, because there's been a lot. Uh, uh, you saw uh, Cyrus uh, clap Chris Weidman and said he celebrated when Silva hurt his leg. Someone actually posted. Well, a photo maybe, where he walked over to Silva and was like, had his hand on his shoulder yeah. when he was on the ground. Yeah. Um, I sort of. And maybe, Silva sent him a message saying, hey, get better, you know. Yeah. And all that. So, yeah. I mean, the what's whole, your like, thoughts on the entire event? 
I mean, the whole narrative of Chris Lyman not being sort of grateful when he no, just the whole thing, Silva. just the whole thing, the whole f- start with the fight and then from the fight, just I mean, go to the fight and then I guess the fight there's the really nothing. Was great, right? yeah, right. The buildup was great. I mean, I like the narrative that they're they're sort of uh, throwing out there that you know these guys fought back in the day and then Wyman won and then became champion and. Uh, you know, uh, Rye Hall never got to the point of being champion. So full circle now, they finally meet, and it was good. You know, they had that, like, I didn't realize they had, like, a rivalry with uh, with his with his gym in New York, and then yeah, maybe, like, back in Ty- the day, but not Tiger really Shulman, Tiger, Tiger Shulman's and, in and uh, Ray Queens. Longo and everybody. Yeah, and then yeah. those guys at Queens yeah, and Long, or Long, Long Island, Island or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I like the narrative and everything, and it was a great buildup, and I was, I was interested in the fight see how it would go down but man it was so anticlimactic based on what happened it was so i felt so bad man i just felt so bad for weidman i mean you don't ever want someone to 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 go through anything like that i mean like the way he the way he broke his leg and then he stepped back down onto that same leg and it just went i mean working in the medical you know work becoming you know i actually work you know whatever being in the you medical are, you field. You are in the medical field. Yeah, already. being in the medical field uh, just as a uh, nursing assistant and everything and just you know, learning about all this stuff. But just, you know, I, I kind of wanted to watch the replay to see, like, how bad it was. It was bad, man. I mean, I'll, I think it was worse than the Silva one because Silva one, when he when he broke his leg, he just went down. He didn't even, like, fall back. His weight didn't come back onto that broken leg and then, like, I think he fell right down, yeah. He it, fell right down. Wyman, he hit it. Yeah, he his his, he his hit leg it just and then snapped. He just fell back. Yeah, but he landed on he landed his his weight went back on that leg, that was broken. He didn't know it yet. He no, but like just just the way he broke it and then he went back onto it like that pressure back onto that broken ankle. Ooh, brutal. I mean, he's not he's done, man. He's done. He's you, like, you were enjoying. You were enjoying retweeting memes of the mist rising and wood chopping. And- I did because you love Eugene's miss shit, <laughs> but like, I mean, all the when that happened, man. I mean, yeah, just even people joking about it. I think it just wasn't. Oh, funny, man. I would never joke about that. I, people were joking about it, like, oh yeah, just blah blah blah, like you know. It was just, I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that ain't right. I'll give you my take. Um, poor taste, in my opinion. I I want you to to check me on this. And tell me if I'm on base or off base. Okay. I picked Chris Weidman in the first fight with Anderson Silva and the second fight with Anderson Silva. Uh, because I thought the wrestling and... and I remember you said that, the yeah. first uh, Silva fight. I was like, really? I remember, I remember we had this conversation. Like, I was very confident about Chris time. in the first fight. I was then very uncomfortable... With the way that Weidman and my guy Ray Longo and stuff were in the aftermath, I there was something about it that made me uncomfortable. I was also uncomfortable in the second fight in the rematch, the way that Ray Longo was talking about training for that specific kick, and Weidman, you know, bending his knee and blocking it with his knee and almost like. Like they were preparing for that. And there was something that I was uncomfortable with. 
am I off base about the way that they react to wins in in that camp? Uh, like how so? Like I don't know. There's something wins. that just I don't. Maybe it's you know Anderson Silva. At least at that point, you know he hadn't used the juice yet. He hadn't popped positive yet. So I didn't know those things, but I was a little uncomfortable with the way that they, it's almost like they laughed in the face of Silva and all of his accomplishments. And, and then I thought they sort of were pretty light about it. I don't think they were as contrite as Uriah Hall was last night the other night i mean i don't know am i off base maybe i am maybe i'm just being i don't really know that much i mean i don't really pay attention to how like longo and all those guys kind of react to you know that victory and everything granted that that fight was such a long time ago i don't really remember anything distinct that stuck out in my head about their victory so i mean nothing really stood out to me about it i mean it was i mean i remember they did I think in the first fight they talked about how like Silva had this like entourage of like ten people, all these people around him, and he was kind of every like... every major fighter pretty much has that. You but know, like, other than you know, like, he had you know... he had more. He has usually more people, kind of like Khabib. Or Khabib. Khabib's a little different. It's like all his family and stuff, and they're all like cool. Oh, that's but, like, not it even his family. Like... It's other Russian fighters. The translator. But they're like guy, family. And... They're like family to him. You know, like they're they're very tight knit. Yeah. Is what I'm saying, and I'm sure like six of those people are like his cousins. <laughs> I don't know. I, but, like, I don't remember the Silva Antra. I don't remember. Yeah, what he was I remember they're talking about the Silva Antra and like partners and whatever. I think he, you know, I think back in that day he did have probably the biggest entourage compared to other fighters i'll, I'll bet money I on that know. i don't know bet money on that i know sure. i i actually know a guy uh i don't know if a guy named uh alan but regardless get... regardless regardless yeah. you know that, that just we're, we're kind of diverting um you know i think they that kind of like maybe rubbed them the wrong way and they wanted to like you know this is before the fight happened or it was just like leading up to it you know you see you see these guys in the hotel or whatever so that might have rubbed them the wrong way, like, oh, this guy, you know, he's all cocky, you know, he's got all this huge entourage, regardless of whether you believe it or not. I, I believe that, you know, he did have mm-hmm. a pretty big entourage compared to other people during that time. In hey, Ed Suarez, like, so, had, like, three, four guys around well, Ed Suarez well. is his manager. Yeah, so. I, mean, I know. I mean, he, like, he alone is worth, like, three or four dudes. I've been at yeah. UFCs with Ed Suarez. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe some of those guys are Ed Suarez's guys. Whatever. He's got this huge entourage and Wyman only has like whatever five people and it was like whatever. Whatever 40, exactly whatever. like whatever. So like I don't know, maybe that rubbed them the wrong way and so they wanted to get the win just to like, you know, just to settle the cockiness of they maybe maybe they thought that the huge entourage and all the sort of showboaty type stuff according to them was a little cocky, so they wanted to kind of just rub it in his face when they won or whatever. You, you know what, Nick? Can I respond? For the first fight. That's the only thing that I could I could think of that for for the can, Longo camp. Can we just compare championship runs for a minute? How many yeah. how many defenses did Silva have? I mean, and how many did Weidman? How many successful title defenses did Weidman you're, have? You're, you're asking the you question. Know. Well, to, you're, not of you, again. of them. Not, we're diverting again, right? I'm just answering. I get it. Like I no of 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 them. I mean, if yeah. you're going to talk shit, if, if you're a camp, if you're Weidman's camp, you're going to talk shit about Silva. I'm going to be like, okay, well, how many times did that dude defend the title and how many 
What did you have, like two? I'm just trying to answer yeah. your question. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I'm going to go and check out what's going on with that wood pile. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you're asking to see, you know, you're asking to see, like, oh, like, did you, you know, did you hear about, you know, you yeah, did, I'm just curious. Or, if or I these was... guys like kind of whatever, just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, a little, just, after... just just shaded about, shaded about, um, you know, winning or whatever against Silva and everything like that. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of that. Do, do you know how many title defenses way. he had? I I got it. I pulled it up. I mean, it's a lot. Take a guess. You know? I don't no, know. how many Weidman had? Oh, he had two. Two. You got it. Yeah, he had two. Vitor, Vitor, and Leoto. Leoto. Okay, yeah. Silva had uh, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six, I mean, yeah. seven, greats, man. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, I mean, this is thirteen. Not, this shouldn't even be a four, discussion. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like twelve, fourteen Either. title defenses. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, as far yeah. as Chris, though, I mean, I just feel bad, man. I mean, you don't. That's no, no, no. Fight, you know, that's just gonna. That's. I don't think fight. so. I don't think that's gonna be his last fight. He'll fight again. I just. But he's not I, gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna look horrible. Well, look, I think look, he, he will. Silva. Like he'll he'll be like Silva. He won't kick with that leg, you know, and that can be very difficult. I mean, he might. I mean, he was going to. I mean, it's just Silva didn't throw. He didn't throw any kicks after. He didn't put anything on those no. kicks after that, man. There was, I mean, he used to scare people with the amount of power he could generate with those yeah. kicks. And after that shit, man, never again. Like, who knows so. with Weidman? I mean, his shot might not be as, as, as good based on that leg. I mean, it's just, he's he's going to come back in his either late 30s, maybe even 40 when he comes back. I mean, he, he, he's sure going to turn 36. Fight. He'll come back at 37 and change. 37 you think he's come back in a year well he's turning 36 next week you think one year he'll be back like how long yeah. is it well they said that uh i think they said this was this a really is... good place to break and they had a good fix and i don't i don't they were going over yeah, they said six months was, to 12 but i don't really buy that i don't i, don't, I feel like it's going to be a little longer than that yeah because he needs to get back into training then he might need six months of just like conditioning like running yeah. you know weightlifting and all that stuff yeah striking that leg know. back and everything and then yeah i mean I, f I feel bad for chris i mean i i don't have any animus again like i wouldn't say something like bad, but I, I yeah and i feel bad for the guy i just remember i guess what i was asking you to do is to confirm a memory that i had where i felt like i was not all that comfortable with how they handled Beating Anderson and not according him. I didn't it think seemed it, no, like any I didn't, level of I didn't respect. get any vibe like that. Like when he okay. for the second fight when he won, I mean he was like happy because I mean there was a lot more riding on that because it was you know it was it a fluke like the first time and granted it was a fluke the second time kind of but he was winning that fight before the for the break for you so it broke his leg so yeah, I mean, he was I, to that point so yeah, I think but so, I think it was yeah. like that tension. There's a lot more riding on this fight compared to the Hall fight, where Hall fight was like, all right, like it's old rivalry, you know, our paths crossed again, and let the best man win. Well, he beat the shit to... out of he beat the shit out of Uriah Hall in Ring of Combat. He said That's ten years ago, Chris, Chris Weidman made him feel fear of yeah. wrestling for the first time in his life sure. because he's like, I mean, look, yeah, just... but compare that to a title fight 
when you just won the title against one of the greatest fighters ever and then people saying like it was a fluke and you know or whatever oh definitely there's a narrative saying it was a fluke or whatever so we had to prove it again and there's a lot more there was a lot more at stake so i think when he did celebrate it was because of that tension in the fight when you saw the attitude of it when i saw what chris chris's wrestling and grappling was i knew that would be a problem for silva and silva would have should have completely focused he shouldn't have been like oh i'm gonna dispatch this kid he should have been very very focused on i need to get like legit wrestlers in camp really learn to wrestle and counter wrestle and then be able to know and and then you know again to me anderson silva will always be the 80 percentile like chuck liddell anderson silva was fucking around he didn't put together combinations and actually you know put together combinations and land strikes he played games and in playing games is how he got knocked out the first time just because he wanted to play with chris and you know you don't play you know with with guys that are you know i mean dude did you guys watch him grapple with did you watch him take out mark munoz did you watch him cut 30 pounds in a in seven days to fight Damian Maya, did you watch what he did with um, Andre Galvao in ADCC and how he ran yeah, up that bracket? Beast, man. I mean, yeah. you you guys should have taken him very very seriously. Anderson should have been wrestling, and when he wasn't wrestling, he should have been putting things in Chris's face to back him up. And he did not do that. He did not do that. He he wanted to play and keep his hands down and do all this neat stuff that doesn't win you fights and. So I think Anderson actually was well, his was own the fight where he was like serious. Where he wasn't playing around. Look what he did to Rich Franklin. I mean, okay. look at that. He yeah. fucking destroyed him with knees and knees. kicks and strikes. Yeah. Even fight. I oh think there's God. like a just I don't know. The early Silva when the early Silva was he scary. put combinations together yeah. and that wasn't trying to play games and you got to understand this guy got to say wait, like I could be like Muhammad Ali, like my hero. And you know, trying to do that, man. You know what? Uh, well, first of all, the real the real guy was not even Muhammad Ali. If you listen to guys in boxing, it was Cassius Clay. That was the guy that was fucking scary. That was the guy that people couldn't touch. Because remember, Muhammad Ali came back after being uh, I don't know if he was in jail for a while. Basically, uh, he was disbarred from fighting, so they wouldn't even let him compete because of the Vietnam War. When he came back, he got beat by Joe Frazier in 1971. So okay. the, the Cassius Clay before that was the guy that people say that no boxing, and I'm not one of them, you couldn't even, I mean, I guys are not even. I don't know much about boxing, but, but yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you got a six foot four guy, enormous reach, and that could move. I mean, Khabib, Khabib is like a huge Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali slash Cassius Clay fan. Go, yeah. if, if you ever have time, Nick, go on YouTube and just watch a couple things about Cassius Clay. Watch him move. All Everybody that moves around like that is trying to be Cassius Clay. And Anderson, as great as you are, brother, you're not Cassius Clay yet. I mean, Joe yeah. Lewis was the scariest guy. Excuse me, not Joe Lewis. Uh, who's the guy that he Bill beat? Frazier? No, there was a guy that Cassius Clay beat for the title that from Cleveland. That was the scariest guy. I, 
His name's escaping me. It's it's how he won the title the first time. And he went, he's outside that guy's house with a bullhorn, you know, yelling in the middle of the night. Um, and, and, and everybody was absolutely terrified of that guy. And, and Cassius Clay made him look like an absolute loser. So Anderson is trying to be that. And then Chris Weidman with even longer reaching Anderson, you know, touched him and Clipped them, man. it was over. And, and, and that marked a lot of Anderson's performance. You saw Dana White get so frustrated when he carried Damian Maya for five rounds. You know, I mean, to, yeah, I mean, you're gonna have fights that aren't good. Just that's with anybody. So. Yeah, he just he just did so much of that that he wanted to shock the world with these one magical strike, but putting combinations together, putting leather on people. That's the way that you, you know, you look at John Jones. You know, well, I guess yeah, you know, I know to some extent, even John I, Jones. I know, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, but back back to Chris, though. I mean, yeah. it's a shame that you know. That it, it kind of ended that way. I don't. I mean, if he, he's going to come back in a year, but I mean, did you really see him making another? I mean, run no, I don't see him making another run, but I, I believe he'll come back. But I think you think in, he's going to come back good. Like you think he's going to get a win though, or is he? Just oh yeah, sure, he could get a win. It depends. You know, the UFC is going to decide. We just saw Nick Diaz uh, get matched against oh, uh, uh, um, Chimaev. What's his first name? Comes out Chimaev. Chimaev. Yeah, they're not gonna like. Happen. You saw me what I said to Gina, right? No. We'll there's one reason China. there's one reason they make this fight. They want to see Nick Diaz lose and build the 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 uh uh KRU, the Khabib replacement unit, known yeah. as Kamzat Chemayev, build him off the name of Nick Diaz. That is a stupid fight that makes absolutely no sense other than to get to get Chemayev to beat the shit out of Nick, take him down beat the piss out of them, and then build a name that can be the next Khabib because now they're 100% sure Khabib's not coming back. I mean, yeah. If it, You think Nick Diaz is going to accept that fight? Didn't he already? No. It's they not signed? It. No. Oh, I don't know. Just, do just, I think Nick Diaz... I think, I think Nick Diaz is... What situation do you suppose Nick Diaz is in right now? And we got six I mean, minutes. Maybe maybe he needs the money like we used to. <laughs> no, there's sure. no other reason he would be at the fight. Is he wants but, money and Nate wants money, which is but like I mean Nick Diaz is an idiot. He knows what kind of he, <laughs> these guys don't want to fight wrestlers. This is like the wrestler you're gonna put like one of the best wrestlers in the division you're gonna put up against. Like, but he can look at it and say, it. oh, he stood with with uh. He stood with the last guy, and he's knocked out this guy, and that he's yeah. knocked out. His last two wins are knockouts. I mean, so, they can, but I don't think there is. I don't. I don't. This is a. I mean, if they're really strapped for that money, sure they could get it, but they could take the fight. But man, they're usually very, very smart with, you know, the fights that they take as far as like style matchups that are favorable for them. So I feel like if they knew anything about this guy, they'd be like. You, are you crazy, homie? I ain't taking that. Well, unless, what do you unless, sus- unless they're like, hey, you know, for whatever X amount, unless they get, gave him a price that was really enticing, then maybe they'll take it. I mean, I'm even, I'm even surprised that Nate took the freaking Leon Edwards fight. Well, two two questions for you. A, do you, do you think Nick will take it? And no. B, if he does take it, do you think it would be a headliner? 
If he takes it, it's going to be a headliner for sure. Can you Let's imagine Kamzat with like three fights and you whatever it is in the UFC headlining a card? It's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. But I mean, he's got the talent, right? And then he does. I, mean, I is... love. I love to see the guy. He's a but great. But he hasn't fighter. earned nothing. He hasn't earned. No, shit. he hasn't. He hasn't. Nothing. But he hasn't. But and then this fight's not going to prove anything else either. He's he's just going to, you know, if he fights Nick Diaz, he's just going to roll through him, just totally dismantle him. So it doesn't really answer me questions to see like where he's at and like if he would if he would have fought leon we would have knew oh like, yeah uh, you're gonna know would have knew if he would have yeah. beat leon you're like all right this guy's look legit like you know he's like give him a give him a shot at the title or one more fight and you're at the title shot so you know you beat someone like leon yeah you're you're a title contender for sure you beat you beat nick diaz who hasn't fought in like four years five years that's what he's saying <laughs> at <just>, least <laughs> At least, right? And then, you know, this is a guy that two years ago looked like he was just, like, whatever, coked out, freaking overweight, just slurring his words, not making sense. So it's just, like, I don't know. I love Nick Diaz, but, like, he just, he should not be fighting a, a young up-and-comer like Kamzat Shemayoff, man. That's just, like... I agree. I'm... They, I, oh, saw, I don't think he's going to take that fight. Unless one, I don't know. One of your friends on Twitter proposed uh, Nick and Condit, and I really like that. I That's would love great. to see that. That'd Nick and Condit, Nick and Robbie Lawler. I heard Robbie Lawler wanted to come back so he could get a fight. That's a good one. I that mean, would be good. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be cool with Robbie. Even Cowboy would be cool. Someone else said Cowboy. I would be Matt really. Matt Brown would be cool. Oh wow, Matt Brown would be really cool. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I think my top two rank those in order. So you have Matt Brown, you have Cowboy, you had what's the other ones you said? Uh, uh, Carlos. Uh, Carlos. And what's the other one? I don't. Know. Robbie Lawler. I think Robbie, Robbie Lawler. Lawler. Would be the, I think Robbie Lawler would be the best one. He'd be. They could like be like we. They fought back in the day when they were like twenty Fun and strike one. I wouldn't they be knocked him out, and you know they could just run it back, and it, it almost would be like the Dry Hall and Chris Wyman fight to a point where it's like they fought so many years ago and then they're just kind of trying to run it back and see where they're at or whatever. But yeah, he needs to fight someone with like, even like, I wouldn't even mind a, a Vicente Luque. I think that'd be a good matchup for Nick. I think Luque would win, but I mean, it's just style wise. It's a, it'd be a fun fight and who knows Nick Diaz could, I mean, he could definitely still win a fight standing against anybody. So All right. Luque would be a good one. Nick, I have an off-the-wall question for you that we're going to finish on right here. All right, all right. Um, if you are coaching, um, if you're coaching Leon Edwards, do you have him take Nate Diaz down? Oh, for sure. You do? I'm having, I'm having him use all his, all his tools, man. Yeah, I think I believe that Leon could take the, uh, Nate Diaz down. I feel like he could just I feel like he could do anything to him. But honestly, like to to mix up his skill set, to use all of his skills in that fight will probably be the best way to, to win. I mean, can can Leon win against Nate Diaz just purely on striking? I think he can. I think he's the cleaner striker, throws straighter punches, he doesn't really I don't know, put himself in, in it's more like a sniper type uh stand up fighter, so he doesn't really get wild out there. So I don't know. I don't think he'll go into like a sort of, you know, I take one, you take one type matchup with, with Nate Diaz. But 
but I, I sucker him into doing that. But I would worry. I would worry a little bit. I about Leon taking him down just because Nate really? is unless Nate was like pretty battered and bloody. Like if you got him, if you did like George did, where you got him really beat up first, yeah. I'd be okay with it. But early in the fight, man, you could get you could get tapped pretty quick. I think Leon's so. too he's too savvy to do to to get to get caught with anything off his back. I mean You don't think so early already, in the fight? No, nah, I don't think no? so. I'd be really surprised to be honest. I think I mean, let's just say this. Um Leon fought Gunnar Nelson and went to the ground with Gunnar Nelson and did fine. Yeah. Well Gunnar Gunnar's more on top. On Gunnar's a top player though. Gunnar Gunnar's a really, really took, good top. He took Gunnar's back. Oh I mean, wow, yeah, that's he right. A lot of good stuff against Gunner and everything. So yeah, that's a good. He point. had pretty good dominant positions on Gunner and and everything. So I feel like if he can handle himself on the ground against under Gunner, I think Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz is not going to really have anything that that will. That's fair. I don't think he could catch Leon Edwards. I mean, honestly, like unless you're unless there's like a big skill gap on the, on the ground. Uh, to land a submission on someone's, I think it's against someone like as elite, like in the top five. I think it's really hard. No, you're. That's a good point. All right, I'll, I'll go with that. You know what I'm saying? And, He's coming uh, from a Nate Diaz, you know, fan too. Apologist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Apologist. Apologist. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to get your take on this song now, Nick. Here we go. We have. I dig it. Annie Annie Brun. Okay. Uh, the song is called Rarities. Or no, All My Tears. Let's okay. listen. It don't matter. Let me fix the donkey. I don't know why it's doing that. This is like the type of country that I like. It's more just acoustic guitar. Something's going kind of raw. Okay, What's wrong with it? I don't know. I think it sounds fun. Okay, you can hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it fine. Come and eat from heaven's store. Come and drink and thirst no more. So weep not for me, my friend, yeah, when like my it. time below does end. For my life belongs to him who will raise the dead. Is she a country artist or is she more of a... I, I found this by happenstance. I'm going to have to look into oh, her okay. a little closer. I heard her on a TV show. Okay. Uh, let me turn this show. Uh, called Peaky Blinders on uh, oh, okay. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was a good show. Yeah, I heard. It. I'm gonna look into it. It's pretty dope, though. But Nick, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Uh, it's a pleasure to rub it up with you in the center of the cage. I thought we we did some we did some good work there. It was almost well, you like crazy things, man. I'm like, oh, what what do you say? Oh, it looked like come it on, looked like, come on, man. That sparring match between Sanshai and Buakal a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it really was anyway. Feeling the heat. So the it's hate. it's a pleasure. So for my brother uh, you know, Nick Kazona. Sometimes we just we just sling leather. You know, we trade shots. Dana would have loved this, man. He oh, would have absolutely loved it, yeah. man. He said, those yeah. guys, I'm bringing those guys back, man. I like that. <laughs> That's my kind of action. That's what so, I'm talking about. <laughs> my throat is killing me. Uh, I taught two yoga classes today. So for oh, geez. Nick okay. Cazono, for Nick Cazono, this is DJ San Marco saying peace out, one love, and we'll see you down the road.